0: Gabe? Gabe, where are you?
1: I'm just hanging out, Jess. (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Welcome to The Rank, with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know the natural progression of events for millennials. For the foreseeable future, we're going to be ranking action movies. After that, who
2: knows? But we're hoping our listeners will get involved and help us decide. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. If you disagree, <laughs> join the discussion at Twitter at, at the rank podcast on our website at therankwithjohnandzack.com, or email us at zack at protonman.com.
0: You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. And remember, please rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Anyway, enjoy the show. To tell you, I was having, like, delusions of grandeur. I, I was like, you know, I, I thought, you know, I listened to that first one we did, and I was like, oh, this is, I think it's pretty good, you know? And, and then I'm like, oh, you know, maybe we'll actually... I was listening to another podcast, is what happened, and then they were going to their, like we're sponsored by I'm like, Oh, maybe we'll get sponsors and then we'll make a bunch of money. And then this is all we'll have to do. We can just do the podcast and then, Oh, and then we'll, you know, be approached. We'll like become popular enough that, you know, it'll be entertainment value and we'll be approached by like uh production studios. Right. And then like we can pitch like our ideas for television shows and become um, you know, TV show runners and shit like that. I'm, like, <laughs> the string of events that happen in my head are ridiculous.
2: You're like, we're basically already there. Right,
0: you know, right. Right. Pretty much. I feel like most people, you know, they just kinda they go they go into anything with like this um sort of sneaky pessimism where they're just like, yeah. Ah, these are all the things that go wrong. This is what I did wrong. And there's like my head just like, everything's great. We're gonna be billionaires and you know, everybody's it's, everybody's gonna listen, it's gonna be wonderful.
2: Well, you know, you're already cleaning off space on your shelf for all your Emmys, I guess. Right, Your your, your EGOTs. Yeah, obviously.
0: uh,
2: I mean, it's better than being too pessimistic, like you said, because when you're too pessimistic, it's like, well, why even bother? So.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. But, uh, you know, probably a healthy dose of realism would be uh, good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Come back to the planet. Was it hurting? <laughs> That's true. It's fun to daydream. Um, so, I mean, when did you end up watching Cliffhanger? I watched it just last night. Did you? Okay, so it's fresh. It's fresh. See, I made the mistake. I watched Cliffhanger um, Friday night, and then, like, 20 minutes later, I watched Frost Nixon. Like, I started Frost Nixon and got into it and watched the whole thing. Okay. It's <laughs> not an action movie. Well, I was like purposely staying away from action movies.
2: Oh, I, see, well, I, see.
0: I shouldn't watch another action movie. But then I was like, "Man, Frost Nixon, that's a that's a good one. I really enjoy. I really enjoy it.
2: I have uh, seen the beginning of it, but that's all.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty great. Frank Langella is like amazing as Nixon. Um, but anyway. Here we are with another episode of The Rank, and um, if you don't know by now, or you're a new listener, then uh, just to give you an idea of what this is going to look like, we're going to do a brief summary of the movie, then we're going to go into our potent notables, which are just interesting facts and tidbits and stuff that we've done while researching this. Uh, leading up to the ep- the recording of the episode. Then we're going to do a uh, a more detailed overview of the movie itself, basically from beginning to end. And then we're going to do the rank, which is what we're all here for, right? Find out which is the best action movie. <laughs> Sorry for yelling in your ear, Lester.
2: It's okay, you're forgiven. for. No one can fault you your passion.
0: <laughs> Today, we're ranking Cliffhanger. Cliffinger. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. his last name, right? Cliffinger. Cliffhanger. Yeah, Cliffhanger the big red, big red dog. Uh, yeah. Um, Cliffhanger. So, so, Cliffhanger came out in 1993 and it was the screenplay was written by Sylvester Stallone and Michael France. Can we just talk about the fact that Sly like tends to write every movie he's in?
2: <laughs> he he's a he's a he's a Nobel laureate as well as as well as action star.
0: It's crazy but, though, isn't it? He just writes... Always writing movies.
2: I don't want you to uh, to not give due credit to um, Michael uh, Michael oh I'm sorry John Long who, oh, who came up with the premise. That's right. From a story idea by John Long who, I mean if I you, can only imagine that his story idea was what if they're like cliffhangers and. <laughs> They went, they went from there, I think. Michael Franz and Sylvester Stallone then filled in the blanks. But he was like, look, they climb rocks. And they were like, that's
0: fucking genius.
2: I can't even. <laughs> Amazing John Long, whoever you are. So. It's
0: funny that you would say that, because I don't know if you were doing any research, but uh, John Long shows up in our potent notables later on. So Oh,
2: well, <laughs> you, you weren't about to forget John Long, I know. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at him. He's in lots of things, like, for instance, the Cliffinger premise, the video <laughs> premise, special effects, deleted scenes. He's amazing. I already love John Long. I can't yeah. Get back. Well,
0: he's, uh, you know, doesn't he have a, a fried fish fast food establishment? Absolutely. Oh, no, that's Long John.
2: That's, that's Long, Long John. Um, you see, people always get him mixed. That's how he got his start in the business, actually. People were <laughs> like, oh, you're the fish food guy. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Now let me do premises <laughs> for movies, please. This
0: fish food guy sure does love
2: mountains. He <laughs> likes to mountain climb. It's where he finds
0: his fish. <laughs> was a, yeah, way above sea level. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so <laughs> direct, it was directed by Rennie Harlan. And that, tell me, am I saying that name right? Because it sounds like people say Renee.
2: Oh, well, I, I say Rennie, so.
0: All right. I'm going to keep saying Rennie. Directed, directed by, by Rennie, Rennie. Harlan and starring Sylvester Stallone. So there, I think that this one is a movie that, uh, there's no doubt it's about it fitting into the action movie category. A,
2: it's an action movie. There's action.
0: Yeah. Well, I just don't think anybody's going to be like, well, you know, Oh, it could be mean, like a yeah. sci-fi movie. Right. It's, it's not sci-fi. This it's is not, a lot movie. I think it's more, you're right. it's, it's more, a, of a it's, more not yeah. it's not war. Yeah. You know, Oscar bait drama. Well, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's not take things away from it yet. Um, you know, since last week we ranked aliens, um, I think I think we thought it would make some sense to do something that uh, doesn't have too similar a feel to it. You know, um, so this hopefully will keep us from doing too much of a comparison. But I think, I don't know about you, but I couldn't help doing it. A little bit mm. um, I hadn't seen it probably in, in years and, and you said you've never seen it right seen it.
2: I knew nothing outside of he hangs from cliffs <laughs> which he doesn't just hang from cliffs I don't know I don't want to spoiler alert but he hangs from several different things so he does do
0: a lot of hanging
2: it's a varied movie it's not just cliffs it's he hangs from rope ladders he hangs from helicopter is at one point, I think he hangs, he hangs it from lots of things.
0: <laughs> it's varied. You're right. I, I like that. It's a bit half description.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well, they didn't want to just make it like he just hangs from cliffs. Cause that's boring. He hangs from really, he, he hangs,
0: we hang on his every word. Is that where we hang on? Wait, well, he does some hanging on even stalactites, right? Or might. I, think <laughs> I can't remember which ones are the ones on top. There's one <laughs> guy that definitely does some hanging on a stalactite or mite. That is not doesn't look enjoyable.
2: Well, oh well. Anyway, we'll get to we'll get to that part I think because I have some things to say about that specific stalactite hanging stalactite
0: hanger starring Leon. You know what? Also, we should mention this, um, and I guess we'll have to add this into our intro. But um, I should have sure should have done that. But oh well, we didn't do it this time, so we'll say it now. If you're listening to this and you haven't seen Cliffhanger. Probably you should watch Cliffhanger first. Yeah, because <laughs> we're we're gonna give you the entire movie, um, so it might not be as fun to watch it after you've heard us tell you the whole thing. Um, so for those of you who don't know Cliffhanger, it's a uh, it's a movie that follows our hero Gabe Walker, played by Sly Stallone, who Gabe is a professional. Know. What? Gabe Cliffhanger Walker. That's right. And he's a professional rock climber and rescue ranger in the Rockies. And after a tragic accident with his friend's girlfriend of three months, by the way. <laughs>
2: he barely knew her.
0: I, I know.
2: I mean it's always sad when someone dies, but they made it seem like that was his wife of twenty years. But, uh, I
0: know. And I'm like, and I, I realize I'm trying to give a synopsis right now, but I can't help but think like all you had to do was say that she was with him for like a year and it would yeah. Been, had more weight. But anyway, um, anyway, there was a tragic, tragic accident with her where she dies. Um, and uh, he leaves the town only to come back eight months later and be immediately caught up in a terrorist slash heist plot where a group of bad guys led by Eric Quaylen, played by John Lithgow steal a hundred million dollars from the U S treasury department. They end up crash landing in the Colorado Rockies and that's where they meet their formidable foe cliffhanger walker. The cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so, now, as I said before, the uh, the movie was directed by Rennie Harlan and stars Sylvester Stallone. The screenplay was written by Michael France and Sylvester Stallone based upon the premise, from a premise by John, like
2: John,
0: yeah, by John You're Long. You're always
2: trying to take away credit from John Long. Give man
0: his due. <laughs> now, this actually leads us directly Two hour potent notables. It's notable, it's potent. Give it give it to us. <laughs> Are you excited to hear the vast research I did on Cliffhanger? I'm thrilled. Go. So after Michael France sold the Cliffhanger script to Carol Co. Pictures for five hundred thousand dollars, the company was visited by two independent pro- producers, Gene Patrick Hines and James R. Zatolikin, Okay. I don't know why I even include their names because it does not matter. They provided proof that France was not the originator of the story. Oh my it gosh. turned out the idea had been first developed in the 1980s by Heinz and a world famous climber and author, John Long. Okay. And then Carol Co. said, okay, fine. They paid Heinz and Zlotkin, Zatolik, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> a producer's fee of $400,000. And gave them co-producing credit, and then John Long received a based on a premise by credit.
2: Okay. So that's well, how that happened. There's already some some drama behind yeah. the story behind cliffhanger. This I'm not sure this 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 story really deserves quite that much that much backstory, but there there you go. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, I feel like you know I don't want to take anything away. I don't. I'm sure, I know it's not easy to write a movie script. But I feel like, why don't we just write one if we can make $500,000 off of, I mean. I,
2: I was kind of thinking that yesterday, that a lot of the beats from this, well, yesterday when I watched it, I should say. Yeah. A lot of the beats from, yeah. like, the movie were so, I don't want to say bad, but they were, I feel like, I feel like they wouldn't be so they, they were, like, very from central casting, you know what I mean? Like, they were just, like, they hit every note exactly. So I, I just feel like. If John Long can come up with this premise, I feel like I feel like anybody can. Not to not to rag on John Long.
0: Not, not to rag mind. on on anybody who's writing any of these scripts because I I know that it's not super easy, but um, but boy, it, it sure it sure does seem like we could create a premise and make some yeah. money. Um 'cause
2: Because again, what what's the premise beyond their rock climbers? Like like was he up on top of a mountain going? You know, they should make a movie about this. And, like, was that $500,000 worth of work? I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I also think it's sort of funny that the idea that – because the guy's a rock climber, right? Yeah. So it sort of takes a, a little bit of egotism to be like, you know, they should make a movie about me. Yeah. You know, what I'm the, doing. John the Cliffhanger Long. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it came out in 93, and and it was a hit. Mm. Um, and it was released – the same year as Demolition Man. Was it? Yeah, 1993, same year. Demolition Man was, yeah, for for Sly especially, right? So- He was was demolishing mans, he was doing everything. (laughs) Eating a lot of Taco Bell.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, what's, you know, and obviously we're gonna rank Demolition Man at some point as well, but um, both movies were successful at the box office, but Cliffhanger, Uh, was more so it made 84 million dollars domestic and it added hundred seventy one million dollars internationally so 225 million 255 million dollars which is especially 93 that's a that's a big hit you know Um, but what's wild about this year for Stallone is he he was basically proving how much money he could make overseas and it led to record-breaking deals So first, Stallone worked out a deal with Savoy Pictures in 1994 uh, and Universal in 1995. Savoy gave Stallone $20 million for a movie, which was actually the first time any actor got that much. This is before Jim Carrey got his 20 mil for Cable Guy. But it wasn't, like, celebrated as much because Savoy and Stallone never ended up making a movie, so he never actually got the $20 million payday. So just slight technicality, he didn't actually get <laughs> paid it, but right, they, right. They, but he, he eats the deal. So, and then the next year, Universal gave him sixty million dollars for a non-exclusive three-picture deal. So, it's it's often credited to Jim Carrey's deal, um, you know, get of uh, Jim Carrey getting the twenty million dollars for Cable Guy that like inflated all these salaries. But I mean, I. I that I It didn't have to do with Jim Carrey, in, in my estimation. You know, I think since he was able to work out a $20 million deal with Savoy already, I think the wheels were already in motion for these movie stars getting paid a crazy amount of money, right?
2: Yeah, yeah they, they saw Sylvester Stallone getting paid $20 million and they said, I think Jim Carrey is worth that in the movie cable guy, right? And that's how they justified it.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you know, it's funny, I mean... It's kind of a wild when you think about it in the Jim Carrey terms because Jim Carrey his first feature movie that he's that he was starring in, like where he was top billed star, was Ace Ventura, so that's nineteen ninety four. And by nineteen ninety six when the cable guy came out he was making twenty million dollars a movie. I mean that's pretty okay. crazy. Okay. Yeah. What what
2: movies did did Sylvester Sloan end up getting paid the twenty million for?
0: Alright, you ready for this? Because this is the I... rest of the Poet Notables. It, oh. gets, it gets pretty wild. Of course. So it was the biggest non-exclusive deal ever inked between an actor and a studio. Right? Oh. Um, which, you know, non-exclusive, by the way, just means that he could, he could still explore doing movies with other studios. He's other movie curious. Yeah. Other <laughs> movie curious. Yeah. Um, so Universal ended up killing the deal. Late in nineteen ninety nine, after the series of the of Stallone's other other movies flopped. Okay. So under the settlement, the studio agreed to make only two films. And it was one that Stallone had already basically completely filmed, uh, called Detox, which came out as I see you. As I as in the the your eyeball eye, not Eyeball, eye. okay. Yeah. So are you, are you- are you sure about this?
2: Because I, I don't know anything about this, this film. This I've concert. seen I See You. Oh, you've seen I See You. Of course, of course, I, course I have. have. <laughs> of course you have.
0: Um, I actually remember, oh, I almost don't want to say it, but I remember enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> like, why was this
2: I believe you. I believe so you that like you remember enjoying it. That's what I believe. <laughs> where's this movie on his IMDb though? I'm not finding
0: that. You can find it. It's I E Y E C U, or it could be under the title detox, which is the letter D hyphen T O X.
2: Wow. This is a good film that he has. Can you imagine paying $20 million for this? Um, yeah, I'm still not finding this movie of his, <laughs> but I'm just going to give it up now. Cause I don't care.
0: So, so, so they, they were like, Okay, we'll put detox out uh and then we're we'll also do another lower budgeted picture yet to be determined um and instead of getting sixty million dollars Stallone uh, was ex- is a, was expected to be paid a total of about of of only quote um about thirty million dollars or less for the two pictures, so you know he lost his twenty million per picture deal. I don't think he's upset about getting thirty million. I don't know if he got the full thirty though, because the other the, the movie to be named later never happened.
2: If only they'd come out with movie to be named later starring Mel Gibson <laughs> alone, that would I think that would have roped them into the having to pay him even if there was no movie.
0: So, yeah, I would you would think so. I mean, it was a contract, right? I don't know how that all worked, um, but. Basically, Detox, or ICU, never made it to more than 100 screens, and it was essentially a straight-to-video flop.
2: You know, um, I just found ICU on his IMDb. It's listed as coming out in 2002. I don't know if that is. Yeah,
0: that's what happened. So this, quite accurate. he filmed it. No, no, that's when it came out, because he filmed it in, like, 98. Okay. And it got test screened, and people were like, this is terrible. <laughs> and so then they shelved it. And then this settlement was like the agreement. Okay, we'll release it and and pay you this, for doing I, it.
2: I kind of wish we had done this movie instead of instead of uh, cliffhanger for <laughs> multiple reasons. But there are there are some like non non ridiculous actors in ICU. I just want to mention that.
0: Well, who else is in it? Because I don't even remember.
2: Oh, Chris Christopherson is in it because I do Oh, guess interesting. I don't. The button. The me and Bobby McGee money had run out by that point. Jeffrey Wright is in it. I didn't even know he was acting back then, but there he is. Jeffrey Wright, okay. Yeah, and uh, Courtney B. Vance, I don't know why. Like, why are these people in this? I don't know, doesn't matter.
0: You said Courtney B. Vance is in it?
2: Yeah, he plays Reverend wow. Jones.
0: Huh. I I would not, I didn't, I, I saw it once, and it was a long, long time ago, so, yeah, that's interesting. Well,
2: well, I, well I like it because, okay, Robert Patrick is also in it, I I hope he killed, Like I hope he's the nemesis, so that he can be both.
0: I believe he he is actually.
2: Oh well, because well, I mean he's a nemesis in another important action movie that is not anywhere near as good as ICU. But
0: okay, so now I know that I'm usually really good with actors and actors' names and everything. I just want to make sure that I have this right. Robert Patrick is he's T1000, right? He's
2: the T1000, and I also so.
0: so yeah, he is the bad ICU. guy in ICU.
2: Oh well. Because I can imagine, I can imagine Sly seeing that movie and going, "Hey, you know, this guy's pretty good. Maybe we'll get him to do ICU." <laughs> but according, I, I'm sorry to to harp on ICU. But
0: no, no, go the, for uh, it. <laughs> the
2: the the poster, like you know, Sorcerer Salona says, "Survival is a kid. and it's listed as detox on the poster, but it's ICU on on. On IMDb, so I don't know. And apparently, it's from the director of I Know What You Did Last Summer. So yes, this is, that's this, right. <laughs> this is this is really good. I am excited about this movie.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we'll add it to
2: the list. We'll have to. Uh, I don't know what <laughs> list, but it needs to be added to a list.
0: It's it's, it's going to be added to the list of movies that we rank. But I okay. think that it should definitely be on a week that we double up. I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> We should do a whole podcast on just the ICU.
2: I don't know. I'm thinking of dedicating this whole podcast just to ICU. I'm switching <laughs> over. I'm done with Cliffinger. We're going to ICU.
0: Um, So,
2: I'm going to hijack po-
0: this podcast. <laughs> so, another potent notable outside of ICU. Because I'm probably going to repeat some of these potent notables. There are no ICU. potent notables
2: outside of ICU. There's only
0: ICU, John. <laughs> so, Here's one that I think you're going to find interesting. The film, Cliffhanger, is actually in the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay, okay. For the costliest aerial stunt ever performed.
2: Oh, well, you know, I actually believe that because there are some aerial stunts in this. In fact, most of it is aerial, most of the stunts.
0: Yeah. Well, do you remember, in it's very early on in the movie, where they shoot a line from one... Plane to another, and mm-hmm. then like the guy like goes down the line to the other plane. Mm-hmm. That is actually happening in the air, and that's a stunt man doing it. Well, I hope, Which he, is hope- he got compensated because that seems risky. Well, not only did he get compensated, but he got compensated by Sylvester Stallone directly. Oh wow! So stuntman Simon Cranes, that's the guy who did it, was paid a million dollars to cross once between two planes at fifteen thousand feet. Without the aid of any safety devices or trick photography. Wow. So, so the. Just, yeah, but the insurance company refused to insure the stuntman for this. So well, Sly gave him the million dollars out of his own uh, salary for the movie. So Stallone got 19 million and
2: <laughs> Simon <laughs> Crane's got 1 million. And that's how that.
0: Now, Stallone form. wasn't commanding 20 mil a picture at oh. this point. Come on. Okay. He was only getting like 17.
2: At that. Oh wow! <laughs> when Simon Cranes was getting one million per stunt, so <laughs> right? incredible. No, but no, I I don't mean to diminish that that because the stunt work on this movie is actually quite good.
0: Yeah, um, no, it really is. I, I regardless agree. of what else. And whatever that one, we rank it as, that if if yeah. there was a category for stunt work, it would be a five. Simon Cranes gets literal credit for
2: kind yeah. of doing
0: yeah. the ballsiest thing. I can think of. I know. I you know. I bet Tom Cruise would probably do it, but yeah. <laughs> well, Simon Cranes was there first. So it what's cool? What's uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting was that stunt was actually had to be filmed in the U.S. even though the most of the movie was filmed in Europe because it was illegal in Europe. They couldn't do the stunt in Europe.
2: Okay, but we'll let anything go on in the U.S. I guess in the name
0: of. The and name the of- other the other crazy part too is that Simon. He couldn't actually get into the uh, second plane. <laughs> really? Yeah, he wasn't able to get into it. So he's just hanging out on the... I don't know how they... they must He must have, like, went back to the other one. But, the <laughs> you know, they just basically cut away, and you see it. So it's not a one shot, right? So he, he doesn't get in the... He, you don't see him getting in the plane from far away. You see the close-up shot of the guy getting into the plane.
2: Imagine you get all the way across to the other plane, and then you just got to go back to the first plane. <laughs> Can't get in, so uh, I guess i will go back.
0: I mean, imagine that's your day job. I know.
2: That's, that's
0: just Simon crazy. crazy.
2: That's reality for him.
0: So Stallone partly took on the project. So this is, I think, apocryphal. I think he took on the project because they paid him a bunch of money to do it. But That sounds right. They said that he partly took on the project to conquer his fear of heights. Now, oh, well, he does have a fear of heights. That part is true. And I watched uh, like a making of cliffhanger and he basically is talking the whole time about how much he's not happy about how high he is, how high he is in the air. Well,
2: how was making of cliffhanger? Let's, let's do a quick review of that. Well,
0: there were two parts.
1: Okay. And if it gives
0: you any idea of how great I thought it was to watch on YouTube, Mm -hmm. um, I watched the first part. (laughs) I think I'm just going to watch the second part. <laughs> Skip
2: that first part because I know everything from you. Um, and he was, so
0: you said so, that he, he he's scared of heights. Yeah, I, I have a quote from Rennie Harlan. Uh-huh. So Rennie Harlan said, he looks at me and he says, you got to be kidding. I have a fear of heights. The highest I will ever go is the heels of my cowboy boots and it became my task to trick him into wanting to be higher on the mountains because he thought it would be done with trickery and stunt people. Obviously, I was able to get him there. And then once I got him to relax, he was more than willing to do everything, and even more that I wanted him to do. The highest peak that we worked on was 13,000 feet high, and there he was right on the edge basically doing whatever it took.
2: So Rennie Harlan, kind of pickup artist? <laughs> yeah, Sylvester Stallone into doing whatever he wanted on the mountain, I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. Apparently. No.
2: no, just, you can do it, Stallone, and Stallone's <laughs> like, okay, just a little bit higher.
0: I think he was probably nagging him, you know. I think he was.
2: It was. This is kind of disturbing. It doesn't speak well for. I wonder what uh, poor Gina Davis went through. <laughs> yeah. <You're> back, <laughs> back in the nineties or so.
0: Yeah, I'm just picturing Renny Harlan being just like, like, oh yeah. Big muscles, Sly, but you can't climb a fucking mountain, you pussy.
2: <laughs> Sly just looks down at his enormous bicep like, oh <laughs> I guess maybe I can try.
0: I'll give it a shot. Man, Rennie is really motivating me.
2: Yeah. Just a little bit more a little bit more, you know, convincing, and he might have been doing the Simon
0: Crane's uh <laughs> yeah. plane, plane stuff. Um so apparently sneak preview audiences saw a scene. You know, you remember the scene where he like shoots at the rabbit because the rabbit has the uh, the thing, oh, the tracker, yeah, the tracker on it. Well, apparently in the original, <laughs> in the original, he like blows that rabbit away. <laughs> and uh, and
2: sneak preview audiences
0: didn't accept that. Nope, sneak preview audiences uh, did not like that. The reaction was so strong that Stallone invested another hundred thousand dollars of his own money to have the scene reshot so that the rabbit escaped. Stallone's, like, paying for
2: this movie out of pocket at this point. I
0: know. The passion project. He's, He's like paid $1.1 $1. $1 million, million out of pocket.
2: Yeah, just for the rabbit and for Simon Crane. And oddly yeah. enough, the, the rabbit was named Simon Crane after the <laughs> shoot.
0: It was... You know, during one of the climbing scenes, Rennie complained that the safety lines were visible. Okay. So you know what the stuntman did, right? Well, just took them off. I assume. Yep. yep. Okay, fine. I'll take them off.
2: All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little worried about Rennie Harlan here and his, his, yeah, it's, bothering uh, people into doing things that are outside of their comfort limit.
0: Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna skip a couple of these because I, I actually, I found quite a bit. Um,
2: <laughs> deep in the archives again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. John Lithgow said, and I quote, cliffhanger was the best job I ever had. Quote, I was even in the big cinematic brawl or the big climactic brawl with the hero. And the hero was Sly Stallone. It was like, wow, at the total top of the action film food chain. It was like as good as it gets.
2: Well, you know.
0: That's pretty cool, right?
2: I'm not sure as good as it gets is really that much of an action movie, but (laughs)
0: there was a lot of
2: right. There was a lot of fighting in that movie too, I think, right? There, there was a lot of homophobia, a lot
0: of fighting. Awesome. Sounds like an action movie from the 80s to me.
2: It does. Um, <laughs> homophobia, fighting, and
0: yeah, exactly. And,
2: and Helen Hunt, I don't know,
0: but well, and so a naked was, lady. I mean, that's, I, was, I was actually <laughs> thinking about it, but I was like, yeah,
2: does she get naked in that movie? And then I she say, does. <laughs> you're like oh yeah i have that queued up right now that's just oh
0: yeah that's, that's on a pretty cool. consistent replay in my brain from when i was yeah, a teenager I, just,
2: I always keep that ready to go
0: <laughs> that was a, i was 13 when that came out so
2: yeah that's why yep. i have that's why i have cuba gooding jr all ready
0: to go to for me <laughs> um so a little bit about carol co because i just yeah. find this story fascinating so carol Coe, this movie was produced by Carol Co. Pictures and uh, Carol Co. was basically known for making the big budget action and thriller movies with like Schwarzenegger and Stallone, um, among others. Right. Uh, like they did Terminator, Terminator 2, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, the Rambo movies, Universal Soldier, etc. So it was started by Mario Casar Ka- and Andrew Vagina, which that uh, is a crazy last name. Um they Andrew, Andrew Vagina, huh? Yeah, Vagina. Yeah. Vagina. Which he's probably not how words, he pronounces right? it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they they sort of hit it big in the eighties, right? And no, no. um yeah, vagina vagina
2: was always big, yeah, right. Mean, <laughs> Never a bad time for vagina.
0: <laughs> and so they, uh, they also were known for really enjoying celebrating their success. Uh-huh. So in the late 80s and early 90s, um, they were known for having these, like, lavish parties and private jets and paying generous dividends and high salaries and all this stuff, right? They brought on this accountant named Peter Hoffman. And eventually, Hoffman played Mario and Andrew's egos against each other. uh uh-huh. So Hoffman and Mario wanted to make Carol Co. a big time studio, you know, like a, its own distributor. And Andrew wanted to keep it a production company. Right. So by 1989, Andrew and Mario's partnership came to an end and Andrew walked away. Uh, Andrew, without Andrew, they, they basically just started spending like crazy. They just were buying scripts, paying way too much money, hence paying five hundred thousand dollars for cliffhanger script. Um Please. And uh, they signed, they were signing like really big multi-picture deals with talent, right? So by 1995, they were, you know, not doing that great with the books. Which I, reading this whole story about these guys, I had to, I I couldn't help but think like, you brought in an accountant, and then the accountant fucked up your books. (laughs) It's always the way. That's why not a a good accountant
2: (laughs) whatsoever. The more. The more you try to take care of your finances, the worse you are. So that's <laughs> yeah, that's why I
0: ignore it completely and just listen to money. that, kids. That's right.
2: That's that's
0: my financial advice. <laughs> yeah. From so, Andrew Vachna. So the final movie that they ever released, mm-hmm. Cutthroat Island. <laughs> do you remember well, this? I do remember this. It's I
2: believe that's a Renny Harlan picture.
0: Is it really? I didn't know I that. Think it is. Oh yeah, I think I think you're right. And it's Gina Davis and what, Matthew Modine, right? And
2: let me tell you something. Andrew Vagina knows something about the biggest flops. You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So this is is quite the flop.
0: If it's uh, even better. I did not uh, see that one coming. Oh, (laughs) that's that's another one. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So, well, uh, you know, Vagina wasn't actually around for that. but. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, well. imagine Bad, is always around. He's lurking <laughs> in, the, in the shadows.
0: So, yeah, that basically broke them. Cutthroat Island, uh, being one of the biggest flops ever, uh, destroyed the studio. They declared bankruptcy the next year. Now, for all that, though, remained an independent studio uh, throughout. They bankrolled and produced all of their own movies in-house. and they didn't use any of the larger studios for distribution or they, they only used the larger studios for distri- distribution, never for, for financial help, which is kind of cool. If you think about it, cause it made it so that they kind of put a lot of power to the artists. Um, so this was after, you know, Carol Co ended and Andrew had been gone. Um, he did an interview on BBC uh, a few years later and he said, we always worked outside the studio system and the studio for us just means a method of distribution for the product. We like to creatively do the projects ourselves and not do it by committee. Independence is the only way we work. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. But maybe maybe they should have done a little bit more with,
2: with studios and so forth. And maybe they wouldn't have been, been subject to this weird power play by this
0: this Peter Hoffman, one? yeah, this accountant got very strange in there. Like scheme of his, I don't really quite. Yeah, it didn't work out for him. So, all right, so I'm gonna do. I, I got three more potent notables, and then we'll move on to talking about the movie. So it was filmed in the Italian Alps, not in the Rockies. Um, and that walking bridge that gets destroyed, that was a real really? bridge that the crew had to replace after the after the uh after they finished blowing it. Okay. Um, there was apparently a cliffhanger video game that was released to coincide with the movie mm-hmm. and it was on super Nintendo the original Nintendo game boy and Sega Genesis. And uh, I just have to tell you about the accolades it received. It received electronic gaming monthly's worst game of the year. Wow. that
2: <laughs> is All probably right. quite the achievement cliffhanger <laughs> video game.
0: So, and then the last thing I'll say, And uh, I just, I just, I I couldn't help but I enjoyed it. There was a planned sequel. To Cliffhanger. To to Cliffhanger. It was supposed to be a sequel. It was supposed to be Gabe Walker again. Mm -hmm. The name of the movie was The Dam. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, this is how it was described. Okay. This was the synopsis that I found. Die Hard at the Hoover Dam. (laughs) Okay. Let's... I kind of thought
2: the title just came from what audiences said when they saw. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: You know, it's actually that was, funny that
2: we'll come back to the diehard thing in a second, but it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I had, I was thinking about diehard occasionally throughout this movie.
0: Oh, there's a lot of parallels to diehard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, and unfortunate. Which, you know, it's funny because like when I was, I, I, when I was younger and I watched it, I, I don't know that I like related movies in that way. You know, I was just like, Oh no, action movie. This is awesome. Oh, crazy kill scene, whatever. You know, he's a badass. And now, and and when I watched it this time, I was definitely like, so this is just diehard in the mountains. Um, all right. So let's, let's go into the movie. Let's just start with kind of the opening sequence. So you let's, so I'm I'll tell you the first thing I thought when I saw Stallone, you know, climbing up the side of that cliff. I thought, wouldn't it be too cold to be hiking in shorts and a tank top? No,
2: well, he's like wearing nothing and like they're I don't even know how high up they are, but I was thinking that exact thing. Like I get that you want to show off the old the old thigh muscles there. <laughs> but Yeah,
0: I and I get it, you know, probably rock climbing would be, you know, Would be heat inducing, right? Um, If you see Sly in those shorts, it sure will be. Yeah, well, that's no joke, right there. That's why he almost stole Michael Rooker's girl, Tucker. Sorry, Tucker's girl.
2: (laughs) Um, You know what I
0: first thought when
2: that scene was playing out is when they're when they're saying, "Gabe, where are you?" and he says, "I'm just hanging out." Oh Well, this movie is already off to quite the start. (laughs) He's just hanging out. because he's hanging off a he's cliff hanging. Get it? Get it? Do you get it? So,
0: you know, yeah. it's funny because uh you and I both acknowledge to each other that we enjoy a good pun. Mm mm
2: mm. Well, but, is that even a pun? I think it's just a
0: it's yeah, just a random a pun, thing. right?
2: I don't, kind of, I guess. It's
0: because he's hanging. So, you know, I guess, it's,
2: I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm kind of skeptical about this being counted as an actual <laughs> human pun. But, I, I mean, whatever.
0: Okay, it, you're right. It's not quite a very cerebral pun. No, it's, um, well. It's just not. Okay, fine. Like I'll give you that it's not. I, you know, I don't care that much. I just, you know. I I kind of do care.
2: I'm going <laughs> to harp on this for a while, I think. I'm still not quite over it. Because it's like oh. at the very beginning of the movie. I'm like, come on, can we can we wait ten seconds before we before we get into that? Whatever.
0: Yeah, you know, they didn't do it too much after that, though. I mean, there was yeah. there was a few, but it wasn't there's like
2: their choice is what they are when they occur. But you're right. It's like it's not quite really like Mr. Freeze level, right? Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze level. Yeah. Stick around,
0: etc. I will say though that every time they did it, it took me out. You <laughs> it know? feels like, a little, really feels a little forced. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I also couldn't, I mean, my, my thought too. my initial thought was like, what a dick this guy was to get this girl to climb a fucking mountain like this. Yeah, I know. They mentioned that a little bit later. What was they do. he even doing
2: with a girl who could barely climb, but it's like, like they're on a serious fucking peak whatever. I don't even know what that that would be called. Like, and they're just sitting there. Like, it's very, I don't know. The opening scene was a little strange.
0: Well, he hurt his leg. Right. So the reason they couldn't keep going is that he hurt his leg. And like, he's the only way that she's going to make it. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? This chick doesn't rock climb and you're taking her up for three months. Apparently. Yeah. And And I just, you know, I couldn't, I was kind of pissed off at him. I was like, what a dick. (laughs) Well, I think
2: that was uh Janine Turner's point later when Gabe is, is blaming himself that, you know, it's, it's, it's largely Michael Rooker's fault. So I don't know. Right. I think it is. Like I guess fair, but I don't know.
0: So, um, so, you know, obviously if you've seen the movie, you know what happens next, uh, the stuff starts breaking and then Sly is trying to be a hero yeah. and he, Goes out to try to save her, and he drops her. Right.
2: That's the part where she's she's Sylvester Stallone armhanger arm hanger at that right. point. Right. <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. Uh, and uh,
2: she falls off, and man, which is the exact. Speaking of Jim Carrey, that's is is the opening of Ace Ventura Two. Yeah, like literally it's a just on this, this. Movie.
0: It's it's this exactly.
2: I, I didn't. I've obviously never seen Cliffhanger. I've seen Ace Ventura Two several times. I, so I was like, man, they're just ripping off Ace Ventura, too. And then I'm thinking, no, I'm pretty sure it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny but that you thought that.
0: Well, because the same thing happened to me when I was a kid. Because I, I saw Ace Ventura before I saw Cliffhanger because I yeah. wasn't allowed to see R-rated movies until I was, like, 14. So yeah. I didn't see Cliffhanger till later, and I thought, well, this is, like, the exact same scene as uh, Ace Ventura. Like, that's, you know, I, I would Ace say Ventura rip off different. a comedy.
2: Yeah, I think he's Ace I did it a little bit better, though. Not maybe just a few more sympathy for a monkey than I do. I no, mean, it's a raccoon.
0: I was gonna say it's a raccoon, yeah.
2: Not a I monkey. feel more sympathy for the raccoon than I do. Um, whatever her name is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
2: remember her name either. Less... I don't her name.
0: They must say it doesn't really matter, but
2: she's I it for 10
0: seconds, yeah exactly, and she's there to die. Um. And apparently, is the love of uh, Tucker's life. In the oh half, yeah, he's
2: known her for three months and takes eight months to get over her. Not that not I even mean, he's a, still not a a person, over. A person dying is a big deal, but at the same time, yeah, I get right. Yeah, at I, the same time, you, it's not you, like I thought. I thought it was his wife. You know, like um,
0: the way he taught you, you didn't love her or whatever yeah, he yells
2: at slides. Yeah, like, whatever. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it was like your second date, man. Yeah. Decided to take her on the hardest peak in the in the Swiss in the Italian Alps, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
0: Hey, it was the Rockies. Which by the yeah. way, because I read that it would that they filmed it in the Alps before I watched the movie, um I every every time I looked at it I was like it looked like Europe to me. It looked like the Alps. I, I couldn't like get it out of my head that we were in the Alps. Which Do you have- shouldn't matter, I guess, but
2: uh, do you have uh, more potent notables about why they did that, aside from that Rennie Harlan is European? and
0: No. I don't have any re- – there was no reason given other than probably it was cheaper. I guess. Well, it, did, it fooled me. So
2: the Italian Alps are a decent stand-in for the Colorado Rockies. Yeah. By the way, this entire time we've been talking, I've, I'm watching a 32-minute long um, gameplay of Cliffhanger, the video game. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I, I've i been like absorbed in it. And, really? Uh, That's it just, great. It doesn't look that bad. Like it looks okay.
0: Yeah. I saw a video of it and I was like, okay, it looks, it's just like a side scroller. You know, there people yeah, were people calling like it a double dragon ripoff. That's what they were saying. Oh,
2: is that their problem with it? It's not original enough. <laughs> They're playing. <laughs> this is just double dragon ripoff. Come on. Cliffhanger the video game. I expected better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I will say what he's doing you... more slashing with knives than he does in the actual movie. So that's yeah. I noticed that too. But what can, what can you do? You know, I mean it's a video game. You can't find stalactites to impale people on <laughs> You're
2: like, Oh man, I've been carrying this guy for an hour and a half. I haven't <laughs> played a stalactite. <laughs> Had him in a gorilla press for
0: that yeah, part of the game. The ultimate <laughs> warrior finishing move. Um
2: so let's let's wait till we get to that part though. I don't wanna
0: yeah, that's true. A there's, a, there's a lot to talk about with that scene. Um, oh, yeah. So, what was your thoughts on the stuffed animal falling? You know, that was a little did. strange. Because I was like,
2: I thought that, the, I don't know, I kind of thought that that was going to be it. Like, we weren't going to see her fall. Like, it was going to just be the stuffed animal, and then we're going to see Sly's face with his turmoil, And then it was going to be like, oh, I guess she fell.
0: Turmoil.
2: (laughs) That's what I'm going to call the expression that's on his face. I'm going to call it turmoil. I I think the constipation, I don't know. What do you want to call it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what's funny about that is apparently that was an accident. It wasn't scripted. It just, I don't know how that happened. It says the stuffed puppy that falls off the cliff in the opening scene was not scripted.
2: Oh. (laughs) <laughs> so that that stuffed puppy is like an improv actor,
0: I don't know. It said it was added at the last minute, and the whole reason is because Rennie Harlan liked the dog so much he bought it so that the audience so that the audience would have a clear idea of what would happen and right. how horrific the fall was. Okay. So, I mean fair, I guess i sure I mean, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think the you know the film the Camera looking down at her as she's falling down looks. I, I you know, I was I didn't like that fall. Seemed <laughs> not I, seem good to me, you know.
2: No, and actually that 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 actually is an interesting thing with like the the stunt work is that it it, it this movie does do a good job of making you feel like they really are very high up.
0: Yeah, no, they really do. And regardless it's, of anything else, it does feel very intense. I mean, that first scene is really intense, you know. With <laughs> What? It is
2: intense. I don't. I don't know the. Hmm. Again, I don't want to. I don't want to give too many thoughts away before we rank anything. But like some of the performances, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. The well, heights, let's the heights do a better job than some of the actors <laughs> do. It's just the actual physicality of the height being a high place is some of the best acting in this movie. <laughs> oh
0: man, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to the rankings. Um, (laughs) I think, oh man, I think that, oh anyway, let's just, let's just move on. Um, That's what I was saying a lot throughout this movie. Let's just continue going. All right. So the ski bums, they're such caricatures.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I, I had, not, I. Just, that's all I wrote. The ski bums are just caricatures, you know. Such caricatures, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but when... It's kind said, of hard like, to like, say much else about that. There, I'm just like, what was that scene? I just the whole time I'm just like, what? Why is this happening? It's, um, good. it's, a, it's a legitimate the, question. And we're gonna continue with that when we talk about film coherence because. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so, uh, now, I actually forgot that the transfer guy, the guy that was transferring from Denver to wherever, whatever it was, um, wasn't a bad guy. I was, like, convinced when we saw him that he was the bad guy.
2: They set him up like he's a bad guy. Yeah. The actor looks a bit like he's a bad guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I totally bought that he was the bad guy, until he wasn't.
2: Maybe this belongs more, like, with film coherence, like you were saying, or maybe supporting characters, but he feels like he... Does basically nothing because like they set him up like he's going to be a big person, like some sort of key to the plot. Like maybe maybe he's like part of the 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 heist.
0: Well, but, like, he is he, key to the plot. I guess, but well, because he's the apparently... one. He's the reason that the the bags get lost. Oh, I guess
2: you're right. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like he's there for ten seconds and then he dies. And by the way, is it standard for federal agents to carry UZIs? I don't know if it is or isn't. It might be.
0: It felt a little strange that he
2: suddenly has a fucking Uzi. Like,
0: yeah, that's funny. I didn't even... Like, that's oh, his That's service a good weapon. catch.
2: That's, yeah. That's it felt very, good catch. It felt very 90s action movie to me that suddenly he's like, oh, here's my fucking bazooka.
0: Yeah, like, fully automatic
2: weapon. That's, that I bring with me on every transfer of... I'm just I'm just changing offices, but I bring my fucking Uzi with me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And
0: can we talk about what a dick the pilot is? I know. It's <laughs> The look on his face after he just, like, kills his co-pilot, I'm like, dude, what a, a bit fucking sociopath. He's kind of the most evil of all of the bad guys. He really is. Like, he's, like, he's intensely evil. I'm like, I'm glad that guy died quick. And
2: that's the other thing, is that he dies immediately, too. So, like, and, you know, of all the characters that are on that plane, like, all of them die immediately, basically. Yeah. And, like, there are Except other Travers. federal agents. And they're just gone immediately, too. It's like, okay.
0: Well, because they trusted the wrong guy.
2: I guess the fuck so. But didn't that guy say that he's he's transferred 6,000 things or something? He's I've never lost a transfer yet. Like, so he just decided suddenly to be evil out of nowhere?
0: Hey, look. You know, he's 20 years in. He's got those oh. federal paychecks, and they're just not doing the trick. He's got a really expensive, uh, you know pool boy at home. And
2: By, by the way, the actor's name realize. is Max Lynn. I've never heard of this person. Have you?
0: The guy who plays Travers? Yeah. No.
2: He, he looked seems... familiar
0: to me, though, so I'm surprised I've never heard of him. I think he's so generic that he <laughs> looks familiar. Cause... I actually, of, of all the bad guys, I actually felt like he was one of the better actors of the bad oh. guys. Really? And look, there's not much to go off of.
2: Are you quite sure? Um Rex Lynn being well, okay, I'll 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 give it to you. Rex Lynn really, really outdid that that himself
0: and that performance. Oh man, I cannot wait to talk about the rankings. Um But I will say, you know, knowing that that was a real stunt before Ooh. I watched it, I was just like amazed by it. I was could not believe that guy was doing that.
2: No, yeah, I, I will say, you know, it it does it it looks convincing, even if it wasn't like if it was done in a st- studio somehow, it it looks like they are convincingly high, you know.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it was done in, in real. I yeah. mean, it was done in reality, which is just <laughs> I just was like, man, that guy's crazy.
2: It's hard to um, get more
0: convincing than actual being high. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, which I think was probably a mistake. I would have wanted to I think I would have wanted to have been sober when I crossed over, but no,
2: perhaps, perhaps. But you know, you need some, some. I guess some. Courage.
0: Yeah, courage, exactly.
2: But so that at that point he was a uh, he was wire hanger, wire wire between planes <laughs> hanger, but that wasn't that wasn't Sylvester Stallone. That was oh my the- goodness. I'm trying to I'm trying to categorize all of the hangers in this movie. There's a lot of different kinds. <laughs> Things are constantly being hung upon. I,
0: I like I that. To, I like that you're happy to do that, but but Sly <laughs> saying just hanging out is like a huge fucking problem for you. Well, it's because he stole my bit. I was oh, going to go right right into this movie
1: counting all
2: the hangers, but you know, and right I'm looking away. at the the poster for the movie here. I don't know if you've you've looked at it. It says, hang on. And that's all it says. Hang
0: on. Well, so So. I hate that poster. There's a better poster. Um, (laughs) You have thoughts about the poster situation. I do. Well, there's a bunch of posters. And the one that, that I saw was the one that they put out on, uh, on like the DVDs and the VHSs and everything. And that was just, it was just said cliffhanger and it showed Stallone hanging by one hand off of a cliff with, like, a helicopter way in the background.
2: You know, I think I have seen that one. I like, think that's a much say, better
0: poster, personally. It doesn't
2: say Hang On, though, because it's a big, it's big problem. Which yeah. is why,
0: yeah, I don't like the Hang On thing. I think it's just I, unnecessary. Hang On. <laughs> is the movie named Hang On, or is it called Cliffhanger?
2: It's actually, um, you're actually, it's 100% true. The Hang On is, like, 30 times the size of...
0: It's gigantic.
2: Four, four, four. <laughs> so, okay. I but, oh I found Cliffhanger. You, oh yeah, an avalanche of thrills. It says Jamil Bernard. Yeah. Jamie Bernard? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> but he's he's hanging in that he's But it's, he's it's a better picture. It's a better poster, isn't it? He's hanging. I'll say that much.
0: Oh my you know, goodness. I think I think you like this movie not as much as me. Um <laughs> the it, it, I mean it if this this poster does
2: a better job of showing and not telling. You know what I mean? We see him That's what hanging off. Right, exactly. And we say, Oh, he's hanging on But when it's just the words hang on I just knocked over. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Oh oh well. My 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 camera couldn't hang on there. It was <laughs>
0: Um I have to say I thought that the transfer guy was kind of a badass too. Really? I did. I thought it was cool that he was like, you know, got back up and was still just like, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm going to try to kill them.
2: Oh, yeah. I did like that part. At the end, it's just like, I don't even care about the money anymore. I want to murder.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was just like, damn. He is upset. It
2: really echoed the way the audience felt at that point in the movie of just wanting to go on a murder spree. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, which directly leads to um, our first, well, I guess in your case, our second mm. kind of terrible line. But it's our first, like, you know, line before you kill somebody line that's, mm-hmm. kind of, like, ridiculous. When uh, Eric Qualen, when, when they say, oh, he's been shot, well, you know, what should we do? And he throws him out of the plane and says, get him to a hospital. Or to quick. a
2: doctor. Yeah. Quick.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty funny, but <laughs>
2: I, uh, I, I think it's funny that you thought it was funny. I, it felt, it, you know, you mentioned that it, some of those lines felt very out of place. It felt incredibly out of place to me. Oh yeah. in the fact that they were like trying to, I don't know. I can't even, well, so let's it, wait until
0: we, let's wait until we get to the characters. Okay. Okay. So what I, yeah. Well, what I will say is this, is that, it doesn't let you suspend the belief that you're watching characters. It makes us, you, it lets you know you're watching an action movie. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just a different, it's a different type of action movie, right? Where they're just like, we're here specifically to entertain you. Do not think any deeper. Um, but, belief hanger. Suspending the belief. Oh, so, you know, Gabe comes back and, um, and you know, they're Jess is like trying to convince him to stay, and then that's the the dramatic stuff that he's no, I'm not staying. And then and then the, they call for help, and then oh oh, we got people trapped. Stay stay, Gabe stay. And um, you don't know if he's going to. End of movie. <laughs> um, but, so, but then he like they show Rooker climbing up, and somehow Stallone Gabe got to this point before. Before yeah. this guy did. I think they
2: throw away, there's like a throwaway line that you can beat him there if you hurt, if you take the fucking pass. Oh, that's right, or that's shit. right, that's right. But they say that, they say that a few times and, like, they always get there comically before the other guy. <laughs> yeah. so it's like a well, couple of times, but it's like, oh, we can get there
0: first, and they're there.
2: It's like, okay, can we, so...
0: Can we talk about how crazy intense it is that Tucker is going to throw Gabe off the fucking cliff when yeah. he sees him? Yeah. Like. Okay, dude. You know? <laughs> I knew her you need to months, chill the fuck man. out. <laughs> I just was like, wow. I love yeah, this. He's like, going to commit just murder. Do it. Just yeah. Like, so, okay, okay, this guy's a rescue person. So he's just going to murder somebody.
2: Yeah, he's he's unhinged. <laughs>
0: he's
2: sanity Hanger. That's <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's uh, me currently speaking about this movie.
0: okay going going further into uh into the movie
2: yeah i mean
0: well let's i want to give you a chance to say some stuff I, i don't know if i'm i feel like i'm sort of just talking the whole time
2: well no i you know i'm making fun of it a lot but when i when i say that like a lot of the characters are just from central casting and a lot of the a lot of the uh, plot points are like just from every other screenplay that anyone has ever written like this. It's actually not a negative point because right. I don't think this sort of movie you really want to have too much complicated shit going on. Cause I mean, they're rock climbing right? and like if somebody goes to see this movie and like there isn't enough rock climbing action, they're going to, they're going to walk out going, why was that like a drama? Why was that like fucking psychological thriller? Actually,
0: that's a that's a good point, and a great correlation to that is Vertical Limit, which was another rock climbing movie, and it was fucking terrible because it took itself too seriously.
2: (laughs) You see, I I'm pretty sure we saw that movie. I don't have any memory of it whatsoever, except I'll tell you the one memory I have of that movie. They start, and I think the movie starts at K2, and I remember thinking, why the fuck is that mountain called K2? Why does it not have a better name than that? Well. That's all I remember about that movie is learning that there was a mountain called K2 and that they couldn't come up with a better name. I was like, really? They have to call it something aside from, cause it's, it's number two, you see.
0: <laughs> I, what I remember, and I don't remember much about it. I remember thinking it was not good, but I remember also this, this one scene and I laughed out loud in the theater. He, Chris O'Donnell jumps like 500 feet across a you know, Thing and like, and then like has his ice picks and he grabs onto the side of the mountain, and that's, that's how he right. gets there. And I was just like, I just started cracking up. I'm like, Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know, actually, this this
2: is something we should probably save for characters or whatever. But Chris O'Donnell, I'm not really buying that from. Whatever yeah. it is in Sylvester Stallone, whatever quality is going on with his acting, whatever else you say about it. I, at least he does shit like that, and I go, okay. That's,
0: that's a good point, actually.
2: Maybe it's just conditioning that you know he's been an action star longer than we've been alive. But like, I see it and I go, uh, all right, I guess like whatever. He's like James Bond does silly shit. Sylvester Sloan does silly shit. Chris O'Donnell doesn't do silly shit. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Except I mean that's a fair point. That's a fair point.
2: And that's that's yeah, that's another positive point that I want to make for this this movie is that it's i don't I, I lost track of my positive point let's just move on then i think
0: just that you think stallone's a badass
2: yeah yeah so we'll get we'll get back to that characters character development maybe i don't know something
0: so in my notes i i go from you know the the rooker almost throwing or tucker i should say almost throwing uh gabe off a cliff which is just crazy Uh, Pretty quickly, that goes to, um, you know, he's, so he's gave, they've shot at him, he's gotten away, he's, like, thrown the money over the side, most expensive funeral ever, Um, which actually, that was one line that didn't feel, didn't take me out as much.
2: That was a better, a better one.
0: That was, Um, it it felt like it's something could be, that's something that that person might have said. That.
2: It was actually menacing as yeah. opposed to some of the other ones that were not like they right. to the hospital. Like Yeah, really. <laughs> is there a hospital directly below you at thirty thousand feet? Because otherwise I'm not sure that makes sense. Um and then there's the part where Stallone is burning through the money or whatever, and it's that was dumb. But Oh, the <laughs>
0: joke that he makes?
2: Yes, the expensive funeral though. And by the way, that money would not have lasted all that long. That would have burned very quickly. It yeah. would have been Enough for a romantic fire all evening with Janine Turner. So.
0: I don't know. There was $100 million worth of it.
2: Yeah, but in $1,000 bills, <laughs> so.
0: which I didn't know existed, but okay. They need $1, oh, $1, yeah. $1, they've got $100,000 $1, bills. $100, bills. Woodrow Wilson's on the $100,000 bill.
2: Is that what they paid
0: Sylvester Stallone his $20 million in? Uh, No, but that is what Sylvester Stallone paid for the reshoot for the bunny.
2: Gotcha. Just one <laughs> just, bill. Just it was his personal cash. He's like, yeah, I brought this hundred thousand dollar bills. I got Woodrow all.
0: here for you, good old Woody. <laughs> <laughs> but where the fuck are we? Um, um Well, okay, so let's. Uh, here's the another sort of I was like, a, a sort of a gripe I guess, is uh he like memorized from that screen where all the where all the oh I know. were. I don't know. It seemed kind of far fetched to me. That's that's
2: actually a good point. I remember thinking they saw that screen for like three seconds and they immediately know.
0: like, I get that they're like, you know, Rocky mountain, you know, guides or whatever, but (laughs) that seemed kind (laughs) of nuts. Um, So now this is when we get to the, uh, the first kill uh, by Gabe. Yeah. So let's talk about (laughs) this villain. Um, I kind of felt like he was going for base Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. I mean, could somebody have grunted or groaned more with every punch or kick they threw?
2: You know, maybe, but <laughs> would you want to? I mean, you could, but would it be a good idea?
0: Well, I don't think it was a very good idea. I mean, who? how is Rennie directing this going? This is a good choice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Continue continue
0: with the crazy grunting that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I would have turned his mic off.
2: (laughs) Well, actually, the sound effects in this movie kind of struck me as a bit much, because I remember there were a lot of scenes where I'm thinking, you know, I get that these wires are, like, taut, and, like, they're snapping and stuff, but it was really ridiculous at some point, (laughs) where it's just like, and I'm like, yikes, with the fucking sound already. (laughs) I, I actually I didn't
0: notice that, so that's funny.
2: Well, during the, the first scene where her harness is breaking or whatever, and, like, I, I'm thinking, I bet if you actually went up and, like, recorded realistic sounds of wires being pulled on or whatever, it wouldn't really sound like much of anything, so they had to exaggerate it. But did they have to exaggerate it quite this much? Yeah. And there's a point There's a point where the, the chick, when she's hanging out with her horse and she's yelling at Sylvester Stallone, she like waves her horse string at him, and that makes like a whist noise.
0: Really? I didn't even like, notice. That. That's funny.
2: That, don't go back and watch it because. Oh, I'm going back. Still, going back. You know, your your mental health is more important than <laughs> confirming this. But uh, the sound effects might have been a, a little bit much, including up to and including grunting on behalf of fight scenes, which. I kind of liked that there weren't quite as many fight scenes in this movie because, yeah. like, he's not a martial artist, right?
0: Yeah, I like that, too. And actually, I, really I, like- I missed – so the first Gabe kill is not this one that I'm talking – that we're talking about right now. Mm. I actually forgot the first one I actually thought was kind of the best one was the, the guy that, like, fell into the dark abyss at night.
2: Oh, that guy.
0: You remember what I'm talking what about?
2: It's yeah, I right. forgot about – it. Too. He's got the Cyclops, um,
0: night vision. Right, thing. the night vision, exactly. Yeah. but I thought that was actually really that. I felt like that fight scene was, was pretty awesome. Well, and you know what,
2: right? I was I was thinking during that whole thing. dang, does Rennie Harlan apparently like bad guys coming at you in the dark in the snow.
0: Oh yeah, right. Die Hard too. Yeah. Die Hard too. I was like,
2: <laughs> this is like, is this the same scene? I don't. All they need is. <laughs> I think they have uh, snowmobiles in Die Hard, too, and That's the only difference I can think of.
0: Right. But the second kill, which is the guy that grunts way too much. <laughs> I mean, right. it's kind of a gruesome kill. Which one is this, though? That's the one where he gorilla presses him into the friggin' stalactite. Okay, see, that's... I think I got mixed up there for a second. Um, yeah, so the first kill is the guy that's, like you were talking about, That's the night vision, and then he yeah. falls into the abyss. And yeah. the second Gabe kill is the gorilla press into the stalactite. Interesting
2: thing. Like I was, like we were just saying, there's a big gap between those two kills. There is. A lot of the rest of it is survival more than fighting, I guess. But that's why this kill was so stupid. The gorilla press into the stalactite. Right. Cause like, what? Like I get that he's, he looks strong, but we haven't established that he is strong, capable of lifting a grown man above his
0: head. Okay, so I thought the same thing, but oh, this is what I actually, I came to have an understanding of. <laughs> you reflected upon it. and I now did, you, now, I did. You and here was my thought, because I'm like, okay, so now he just gorilla presses people, right? Yeah. But, if you think about it, as a rock climber, he's lifting himself all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think that him having the strength to lift somebody up is actually sort of a given with what he does with his life.
2: That's true. But at the same time, it's into to a stalactite. <laughs> that's what you have to understand. It's, <laughs> it's kind of getting me. He's got to
0: have, be able to lift with enough force to, to impale yeah. somebody. Yeah. It, it probably would have been better if it was like they lift, he lifted him and like, you know, like a fireman carry lifted him yeah. and threw him onto a stalactite
2: that probably would have been better. I kind of wish that you had been there to advise Rennie Harlan. On <laughs> what the fuck? Why is this? Maybe, maybe some Stallone just wanted to, to lift someone. He's like, I haven't gotten my workout in today. Can I <laughs> can I pick someone up repeatedly?
0: I've and taken act- 50 cc's of steroids. I need to do something.
2: It <laughs> yeah. gets him. He, he's like, Oh my God, I'm hyped up now. Come here, Leon. Let me pick you up. I don't know if, I don't know if you noticed but that actor, his name's Leon.
0: I didn't know that. I thought he was pretty (laughs) awful. I'm I'm curious if he was in anything else. Anyway. um,
2: He was in something else, and I guess we'll get there. But when I was watching the opening credits, I said, Leon? There's a guy named Leon? And uh, I looked him up. I'm kind of shocked that you didn't. Anyway, go on. Leon, he's very good.
0: So, you know, what was interesting is Tucker, he started kind of winning me over.
2: Tucker is Michael Rooker, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. He like kind of after the the crazy cliff thing with Sly, he basically he basically yeah. He basically just kept doing the right thing.
2: Yeah, that's actually true. He he displayed a lot more a lot more uh He was courageous. Stability.
0: I guess stability. But he was like believably courageous, you know? Like, it yeah, didn't feel like it was out of nowhere. It w- it felt like he was very, it felt true to who he was supposed to be. Yeah, because he was just leading them the long way around, et cetera, stuff like that. Leading them the wrong way and always warning Sly, you know? Mm-hmm. Every time well, he'd be like, no, run, Gabe, they're going to do this. And then he'd get his ass kicked for it. But he was like, I yeah, don't care. I'm going to protect these people.
2: They threaten to shoot him, like, multiple times, and they don't every time he runs to grab the walkie-talkie or to warn Frank or whatever. It's because they, they needed they him. So like, I guess that at some point he's like, well, they didn't shoot me for when I ran and grabbed the walkie-talkie. So I guess I'll run.
0: I'm just going to this. keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: So we, we like Tucker. We don't yeah. like
0: Leon. No, Leon suck. <laughs> um, but, um, and also I, I will say, this this again goes to the stunt work but that scene yeah. where Gabe and Jess are swinging on the rope that you know is oh. going to rip but you know they're still going to make it was still yeah. like really intense no it was it was it was actually pretty well done
2: yeah i thought so with 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 suspense su- suspending um <laughs> i mean you know they're going to survive but it was put together in a way that was competent
0: yeah i mean I guess you don't necessarily know that they're both – you know Sly's going to make it, and you assume Jess is going to make it, too, but you don't – I guess you don't necessarily know. I mean, they did kill off Rooker's, uh you know, longtime wife in the beginning.
2: <laughs> it, is, it was their anniversary, I believe. Yeah, yeah, their
0: 30th anniversary.
2: It was. It was something else. Is that is that, is that mountain climbing equipment? Is that the mountain climbing equipment anniversary?
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, no they killed off Frank I, th- I was surprised they yeah, killed I was, Frank I was surprised they, they killed,
0: killed Frank me. I also was surprised because then the Ski Bum characters are completely superfluous
2: I actually felt really bad that they killed the one of them you know that I don't know They they speaking of winning over this, those guys won me over a little bit I don't have any idea why but they did
0: that's interesting to me because I Probably was like, stupid. It's like well, I'll talk about it more when we do film coherence but, oh please but. do Um, Well, anyway, so we'll leave it there. Yeah, I was surprised that I was surprised they killed Frank. Um, uh, But I will say that Quaylan becomes an infinitely better villain when he kills his girlfriend.
2: Oh, yeah, that was
0: that was like intensely villainous and
2: greedy to like to like fucking evil.
0: That line, yeah, that line, though. You know what love yeah.
2: is? Sacrifice.
0: Yeah. It's like, whoa. The line is good. The
2: line reading, perhaps less good.
0: I guess we'll get there, too. <laughs> uh, all right, so then we get to Tucker's first kill, right? <laughs> Tucker's oh. first kill. And that's with the crazy soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Which was... He's a striker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I... I don't know what else. Can we can we skip that part? Actually, Tucker, As Tucker kills him. He's
0: he's gone. I, I, I the only thing that. I wrote there was, "Damn, Tucker got his ass kicked." <laughs> I mean, That's he just right. kept getting his ass kicked. I was like, "Jeez, man!" I remember, he's got the, get bad the move. knife. Yeah, and I'm like, "Get the knife out, man!" Yeah, like, what are you waiting for? I know he was building suspense.
2: He has the knife, but he's like, "No, I'm gonna wait till just the right moment."
0: All right, I mean, I get that he's trying to convince the guy to to fight. You know. Hand to hand and not shoot him, right? Because he always really? got all he has is the knife. But I'm like, Jesus, dude, enough punishment. Just well take the knife out as he's going for a kick and stab him in the leg.
2: That's the thing. He kicked him like four times. You yeah. can just slash his uh, you know, what do you call it? Achilles tendon and be done with it.
0: But no. So, you know, from there we get to like the final showdown, which is something that we're gonna do in the ranking. Um so Oh, the only thing I was going to say, though, after the the final showdown and everything, which I actually kind of liked, it was really kind of an abrupt ending, wasn't it? Yeah, I did not know it ended there, and, you know, we pan out, and then the movie's over. I couldn't <laughs> believe that.
2: <laughs> uh, I like, but, I kind of liked
0: it, though, because I'm like, I don't need the exposition of, like, where they all end up afterwards and if they're happy and all that bullshit. You know? Yeah, we I mean, need,
2: like, a uh, an American graffiti-style game would go on. <laughs> right, right. Climb another mountain. Well, at one point,
0: I feel like a lot of times in these movies they do that, right? Where they're like, they kind of show how everybody feels after all the crazy action has happened.
2: Well, it was <laughs> a little like all these people just died and everything, including innocent people, and like it's it's a weirdly feel good ending because they're like, all right, we'll get you some, we'll get you out of here soon, and they're like, okay, and that's that. I don't know, it felt weird
0: to
2: me. Kind of abrupt, like like you said. Just, okay, I guess we're just going to hang out here for a while.
0: Here comes the crazy stuff. Mm. So let's get to our rankings. So just to remind um, our listener, we have ten categories. And that's story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase slash fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, Villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and final showdown. So was like an awful lot
2: with nice. this movie. Felt like last
0: time. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So. <laughs> I think we're no. I think we know where it's headed with Zach here. Um, no, no. So. I'll tell you what. I'll start with story. Start with story, please. And then you can go. It's because. Uh, it, it almost might be fun just to hear you react to my rankings because cool. I have a feeling okay. there's going to be some strong reactions. But
2: if this is a five across the board for you, then I think I
0: think <laughs> this is going to be my last episode of the
2: podcast it's because <laughs> life isn't worth living anymore if that's the case.
0: So for story, uh-huh. I gave a four. Okay. So I okay. liked I liked the story. It's obviously fairly generic, um, but I think the unique setting helps it a lot. And I also think that you know, as far even though it is sort of a generic story, it it hit its notes. You know, it did what it was supposed. to. I didn't feel like there was any part of it where I'm like, why why is this? Why are we here? What what's the point of this in the story? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I felt like it. You know, it's not great, but it's it was. It was good. You know, I, I, it never took me out of it because of a bad story.
2: Okay. I, I actually see where you're coming from there.
0: Okay. So what'd you give it?
2: I actually gave it a three. Okay. So I pretty much agree as far as the middle story of the road, comes, basically. It was fine. Yeah. I don't think you can, you probably can't really make a a, a rock climbing movie that has a much better story than this. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, as far as, like, believability of, I suppose this is more film coherence than anything, it's basically a zero, but, like, if you're going into this thinking, all right, they're, like, rock climbing or whatever, it's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah.
2: And if this if this had been a federal treasury movie, then it would have been considerably worse. <laughs> but Right, like, well, I rock, agree with you on Spencer that. In a rock climbing movie, it's a three it's fine.
0: Yeah, well that I think well then that, and that's that's how I feel too. I mean the uniqueness of the setting boosts it for me.
2: Yeah, John Long did a good job with the story idea, I think. <laughs> no, cuz I premise of a movie. premise, his premise of, of <laughs> they're like rock climbers or whatever. Um, all right, so acceptable.
0: Now the next category here which I have a feeling is going to be uh very different in our mm. uh, rankings. Mm. You go first. Okay, okay. We'll see what we'll see what happens here.
2: I I get the impression you might actually be surprised at how high it is.
0: Okay. I think I will be based on what we've talked about. I I gave it a 1.75. Oh, nope. That's about what I was expecting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see the the, the the thing is, I actually bumped it down like a half a point. Easy. Just because of John let go.
0: See I had a feeling that you might think that. I actually enjoyed Lithgow in this.
2: You enjoyed Lithgow?
0: Yeah, I didn't. I felt like he was Eric Quaylen the whole time. You
2: know? Much, I, much to my chagrin and to the...
0: <laughs>
2: you're right. I, I hated that performance so much.
0: Well, like, not well only you weren't the nice only one. He was Cal nominated for a magazine. I think most of him
2: is a person now, I think. <laughs> Like I, he was only slightly less cartoonishly villainous than in Santa Claus the movie where he's the villain, and he's supposed to be cartoonishly bad in that movie.
0: I think he's supposed to be cartoonishly bad in this one too. To be honest, but no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> I'm not buying it. No, no, no. He was what? so stupid. What was with his stupid accent? He had. What, what, was he going for an accent? He was. was he, that just how he talks, and I don't know.
0: I don't. That was and so what's interesting about that character was actually he found out he was going to play Eric Quaylen the day before they started shooting.
2: Sounds about right. It yeah,
0: exactly. Really it kind of, right. It it kind of gives you a little bit, gives, it gives you a little bit of a, a view, right? Into.
2: I believe if he found out the day after they started filming,
0: <laughs> the day after
2: they finished filming. Holy well, shit, I was acting in that movie. <laughs> I thought I was just watching. Um, were they, How much were they trying to get him to be, or how much was he trying to be Alan Rickman in Die Hard?
0: That is exactly what he was going for.
2: But I mean, this was like not even bargain basement Alan Rickman. This was like they—you can't give away Alan Rickman. This is like it's not even free sample at the movie at the uh, at the supermarket. Alan Rickman. This is like you have to pay me to take this Alan Rickman. This is so much worse than any Alan
0: Rickman ever. (sighs) <sighs> so, what I'm getting from this is that you really enjoyed the uh, the acting by Lithgow. But let me tell you this. Okay. It was originally supposed to be Christopher Walken. That 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 would have been a lot
2: better, just because he would have. <sighs> I'm having trouble formulating my thoughts here. Give me a second.
0: Um, I know, you wouldn't expect it to be Christopher Walken, but Christopher Walken walked out, or, like, he he gave up on the – I don't know the story of why he basically walked out of it, but he did.
2: Christopher was walking out of his movie, apparently.
0: Jeez. And and uh, that's this how Lithgow guy. got the role. Lithgow was originally supposed to be, like, the number two ba- – I think he was supposed to be Travers or something.
2: Oh, my. I think he might have been – I kind of wish that this had been originally the as as originally planned because I tell I you if there's an
0: alternate universe where Walken was the bad guy I would love to see that
2: I I would watch that movie I would actually sit through the whole thing again just to see that especially given how much of my dislike of this movie comes from John Lithgow's performance
0: that's so interesting because I I felt like Lithgow uh, anyway I I liked Lithgow and I I enjoyed the cartoonish aspect of his character but. Um he said that Rennie Ren, Harlan actually said to him, do you think he could do South African? He's like, and with, I was like, there's no way I could do a South African accent. He'd like figure that out in a day. There's just no way. Well, He's, So that's how they came up with, he was like, well, do you think he could do, you know, an attempt at Alan Rickman and Die Hard? And he was like, yeah, I think I could do that. And, and that's how they decided wrong. on
2: that. You
0: <laughs> that
2: <laughs> but you want to talk about good acting in this. The villainous, I mean, Leon. Can we just mention Leon? God, here? he
0: was so terrible. He was so Leon
2: terrible. Played the main runner, cool runner from Cool Runnings. That's who oh, Leon
0: really? Was.
2: That's Leon. Oh
0: yeah. wow, that's fascinating.
2: I had no idea. Darius Benok, I suppose. And also, if you go to Leon's, I mean, he's just Leon. Um, and if you go to his IMDb page, the bio is. 2022 is shaping up to be another breakout year for Leon. Leon is starring in the action movie, a day to die opposite Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo in theaters of March, 2022. So we missed it, but maybe we can catch it on paper U or something.
0: Oh God. I hope so. I really, really don't want to see that. Um, I love,
2: I love the idea of like did he hear his agent, write This bio for himself. And, 2022 is shaping up to be another breakout year for Leon. You can only really have one breakout year because then you're broken out. Um, did he go back in and now he's breaking out again?
0: Well, you know, I um, mean, there's something to be said for multiple breakouts. I mean, you would say Travolta broke out with, uh, with Grease. I'm breaking um, out right now. And then he broke out again with Pulp Fiction. And also Action, in action movie, is uh, misspelled.
2: Well, it's really more typoed in that there's a colon instead of a T. So it's act. On or AC on, um, <laughs> and also a day to die. It sounds like it's a really good movie with Bruce Willis and Frank Grillo, who, if you're not remembering, is Crossbones in Captain America Two.
0: I didn't remember that. Uh, I probably won't. Twenty seconds <laughs> after this, I've <laughs> already um, <my> <laughs> <rings> forgotten. <laughs> so, Leon, he's really good. Um,
2: he also had a strange accent in that movie. I don't know if he just has a strange accent. Or if Rennie Harlan is really, really strange and asks can you do? he he just asks everyone he can meet. Everyone he meets, he asks if they can do a South African accent. Yeah, basically, that's what it sounded like. Sylvester Sloan was doing a South African accent that movie. Um,
0: <laughs> I I have to say though, I think I thought that Sly was actually, I thought he was pretty good in this. He was the best actor in this movie, and I thought Michael Rooker was really good too. To be honest, you with
2: thought you. Michael, you thought Michael Rooker Other, was really
0: good. Other than the the over-the-top, like you know, I'm-going-to-throw-you-off-the-cliff scene, I felt like he was pretty good
2: throughout. Well, I will say Michael Rooker has made a nice career of himself. Not playing believable humans, but he has become a a good character actor, as long as he's not playing a human. Um, As long
0: as he's not playing a human, okay.
2: And that's the case in this movie, too. (laughs) Janine Turner, I will say, she is...
0: I thought she was good
2: she was good and she was also in northern exposure that was what i know her from Played okay In that movie a bush pilot in alaska so i think she already had the aviator glasses which is how she got that role um <laughs> they how said she got that role and <laughs> in, in character in the glasses and they were wow. like oh, shit. this is exactly how we envisioned the character um paul paul winfield here he was fine i guess um I'm uh, looking at the rest of the actors. I recognized like 10 actors in this movie, but I couldn't have placed them and still can't place them for the life of me. Just for the record. Every other actor that showed up, I was like, Oh, is that fucking guy.
0: <laughs> well, I, so I know you didn't think the Travers was very good, but I actually thought, <laughs> I, I actually thought that guy did a pretty good job. I, the ones that I didn't like were uh-huh. Leon. I thought Leon was terrible. He and then yeah, the, we uh, great. and then the, the, uh the soccer Guy. Well she was fine until he started being a fucking striker out of nowhere. <laughs> I was like, this was is like, the weirdest fucking thing.
2: It was a very strange little direction to suddenly go in that he's he's narrating his own fucking
0: soccer he's career. Narrating about, his you know? fight. And then <laughs> the striker stands over here and whatever. Like a, so- Okay. I, you know, great. I'm, I'm, I've had it enough.
2: I've had it with South African accents, please.
0: So. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. I actually did just try to do one. That was my. <laughs> I was gonna try to do that, and I was like, "Wow, this really is a hard accent to do." Um, I so
2: which problem was? He was like, "No, no, no. It's famously difficult to do a South a South African accent."
0: Come on, Brew. Um, so originality
2: originality. Wait, hold on. I'm not done talking about Leon.
0: Oh, you're not. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Really? Really? (laughs) Because I feel feel pretty done with it. Um. (laughs) All right, so I'll go. I gave originality a three, (laughs) which I feel like probably should be lower, but I'm too nice. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> did you ever give um, acting a grade? I don't know if we ever got to that. Oh, grade. did I not tell you? Oh, I, did. I didn't tell you a grade. I give Brad. I'm like, it's three point seven five. I, 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 but, but, I mean, the big difference between you and I is that I liked Lithgow's acting in it, and you hated it. So,
2: <laughs> so John Lithgow is the difference. John I mean, Scott don't you kind of think it is? Is the difference between a 1.75 and a... What you say? Three and a
0: half. 3.75.
2: Okay. It's so a whole <laughs> two-point difference. Well, it, okay. All right. You know what? I can't <laughs> talk about... You're right. We're done with... We're done with... <laughs> originality, you said you gave a three... A three-point.
0: I got to be honest with that. Like, as we're talking about it, I'm like, I don't know what I'm thinking. But I'm just going to keep it as is because... Yeah, I. I uh, anyway, originality. <laughs> I gave a three.
2: Okay, no, a three. A three seems reasonable for originality. I mean, how many? How many rock climbing?
0: Right, that's kind of what I.
2: Degrees.
0: Yeah, the, the setting for screen. me is what gave it the originality, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? What? <laughs> I'm not even sure anymore.
2: <laughs> I lost.
0: Well, what did you give it? What did you give for originality? I gave it a two and a half. Okay, so we're pretty close on that. I,
2: I maybe could have even gone higher, I think. That was it. Because I just sort of... I, I was thinking of it being as being such a generic action movie that I was actually docking it a few more points than I think I maybe should have. Because, yes, it's a generic action movie, but it, it's a generic action... Because... Uh, what I was thinking was... I have this like internal idea of Sylvester Sloan's movie career being like here's his here's his arm wrestling movie, here's his here's his rock climbing movie, right. here's his skydiving <laughs> movie, here's his scuba diving movie, and like every other every other activity or uh hobby is a movie that he can do an action movie of and I you know what he's missing that. though, right? Yeah, um, I'm, movie. I'm, I'm I'm amazed he wasn't in Brock Point. The uh, um, skydiving movie with uh, Wesley Snipes <laughs> just you would fit in perfectly there. But I think I think I'm underplaying the fact that I mean, if you're going to make a movie about rock climbing, like you were saying,
0: this is it's fine. <laughs> this
2: is fine. I'm All just right. going to leave it at two and a half though, because I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say about it. There's, I mean, it's a it's a pretty typical action movie, but it's got a cool setting. That's really what yeah. it is. All right, so action sequences. So it's your turn to go first.
2: Action sequences.
0: I'm gonna give a three.
2: Really? I, okay. I'm probably could higher. I thought. You see, again, this is like I decided, and I was I. You've actually convinced me that the movie was a little bit better than. I was feeling and like part of that is the, the stunts that you're talking about. They were actually quite good. They really were doing all that stuff as far as I can tell. Right. They wouldn't make a movie like that now. I mean, it would be a hundred percent green screen today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, are you don't, know, you know if stunt people are like, like it's hard finding work almost because like, because Simon Crane doesn't need to go from plane to plane anymore.
0: So, like, I think on a Tom Cruise production, he would there's well, plenty of work other than Tom Cruise's role. Uh,
2: Tom Cruise, yeah. I mean, yeah, he really but he, but,
0: you know, there's I think there's still a, a belief out there that the actions should still be done and not developed.
2: Well, yeah, that's I mean I agree with that. So
0: yeah, I, mean, I do I feel too. Like I think <laughs> it, it's the physicality is is there. You know, yeah. it brings you into it. It makes you feel more intensely while you're watching the movie
2: and this movie did also a very good job of however it is they managed to make it look like it was actually Sylvester Stallone hanging from the cliff yeah it it looked believable I never I never went oh well there's there's a fucking stunt man you know I never said that
0: yeah right no same here same here
2: so maybe I should have given it more than a three but I really need to counteract I really need to to work against your acting score (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not raising anything.
0: <laughs> All right, so, so for action sequences, I gave it a four and, a half. Four and a, Okay, okay. Because I just, I thought the stunts, I thought, I the, stunts, done, I thought the stunts were incredible. Really. Yeah, they were good. Um, they never, and it never felt like they were too over the top to me. You know, like it felt like they were crazy stunts, but it didn't feel like that's unbelievable. It felt like this is believable, but also nuts that they're, that, that they're doing this. Um, and it, there just was like a lot of action throughout. Um, and just the setting itself that being high in the mountains, right. It's just, mm-hmm. it created that sense of action and inherent danger. Yeah. So for me, I, I, that's why I gave it a higher score. No, I, I, I they were good.
2: I, I think that that's a decent score. And like I said, I would probably, if I was, if I wasn't trying to put, you know, negate your ridiculous acting <laughs> score, um, I would uh, perhaps put it up higher. But it was it was good. Let's move on to Chase Fight, then, because.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so I'll go first on that one. Now, for me, I gave it a three and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought, th- you know, the fight scenes were fairly good um, as far as, like, choreography and stuff. Uh, but I felt like there was a little bit too much over the top stuff in it. You know, like a, the guy talking to, to the soccer, I'm sorry.
2: As opposed to the like cuz you were, you were, you said the action wasn't over the top, but then the chase and fight scenes were. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so like it was like they were making a, I don't know why, you know. Yeah. I mean, your action sequences were so incredible, but then the fight scenes were like, you know, the crazy grunting and the and mm-hmm. the um you know the soccer thing, and then the the stupid one liners thrown in there. I don't know. To me, I feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot with some of those. Um. But I would say the best, to me, the best fight scene was that that first Gabe kill, when uh-huh. that guy falls into the dark abyss of nothingness. I just thought that was so. Well done. I think it just fell off a regular mountain. I don't think it was. I know, but but the but because it's nighttime and everything, you can't see Ooh. anything. It's just it just falls into the dark, you know. Ooh. So it just looks menacing, in my opinion.
2: No, I I actually agree with you 100%. Basically, I gave uh, Chase fight scenes a 2.75. <laughs> oh,
1: man, you hated this movie.
2: <laughs> so I I know it makes it sound like oh I agree with you 100%. I only gave it like a point, a whole point lower but really it's in keeping with my, it's just not as good as the action sequences. The action sequences, I think you're right. Basically we're all necessary for the plot. Like they're dangling from stuff. That makes sense. The fights felt like really we're, we're fighting about this. And, <laughs> and the point, the point that you said about the that first Gabe kill, as you keep calling it, that makes sense because like, he's not like a professional fighter man. Right. He's surviving he's surviving and like that guy just, or I'll, I guess I'll knock this guy off and hopefully he's gone. Cause I don't want to, but then, then they added in like actual fighting that I didn't feel like belonged. It really should have been more
0: like getting out of the way.
2: Yeah. Well, You're
0: I mean, Rooker's fight. kill was getting out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like he just took an opportunity and got out of the way. Right. Mm-hmm. He wasn't yeah. winning the fight at any point. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. But assied the, the, assied the, the assied crazy, yeah, the, the crazy nonsense lines that the guy was doing it just totally brings you out of it. Like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, um, you're 100% right on that one. But. All right, so let's go to film coherence. So let's see what you have.
2: I, I mean, I, it's going to sound like I'm not really like... Uh, 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 my my analysis coherence is not going to be high on this, but I gave it a three. Okay. It made sense for what it was doing for the most part, except those certain points, like you said, like with gorilla pressing Leon into a stalact- stalactite, like aside from that stuff. And I was able to just sort of be like, whatever. I just beyond that. It mostly made sense. I think.
0: Yeah. So, so for me, I gave it a four. Um, cool because so while i agree with you that the the guerrilla press and stuff like that I, I that was nonsense right but i didn't really i didn't really think in terms of the coherence of the film you know scene wise i didn't mm-hmm. like that was a necessary scene in the sense that he you know he has to get through this guy like you have to get through all these guys to get to the last guy right yeah yeah so i get that those things needed to happen um i thought they were sometimes ridiculously done, but I don't know that that really should be taken into account for the coherence of it. The thing that really got me was the ski bones. Why even leave them in there? There was no purpose to that. Yeah. Like the point was to make, to make Quaylon look like a bad guy. Well, first of all, he didn't even fucking kill him. Right. He just ordered somebody else to do it. And like, we already fucking know that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Like, we know that he's capable of killing people. Like it has been established.
2: Yeah. They didn't add much, even like the, that beginning part, I guess cause they, they know, they know Gabe
0: and they're excited. He's back. Like, yeah, maybe. but so, okay. So if you didn't say, if, if you didn't have the little, uh, you know, the closed caption that says eight months later, right. Yeah. Then you could have had that scene for them to explain that it's been eight months, mm-hmm. you know, And then, okay, fine. You have some coherence there. They've explained it. They've given you some exposition, but you did that, so I don't need them. I
2: I don't. I I enjoyed what an artifact from from the exact time period they were. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe when you're watching MTV, you turn to the weather channel, man. Like I enjoyed that. I don't know. It was dumb as hell, but I enjoyed it.
0: That's funny. Well,
2: and then I was sad that he died. I was like, oh, he's dead.
0: Yeah. I, okay, well, I, it, he didn't do much for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right, so let's go to Hero Appeal. I'm curious, so this is your turn to go first. I'm very curious what you're going to say. I gave it a 3.25. Okay. I don't know if that's good or not. I felt like
2: it was a very generous score, given the the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was perfectly good. Like. I I just don't know that like Rock climber Man would do any of that, but that's fine.
0: So I I gave it four point two five. I'm a point higher okay. than you on this. Okay. Now okay. I will say that I thought, you know, Stallone being a badass to me is always appealing. Mm. Right. I just mm. think he's he's got a charisma about him, especially with action where you just feel like he could be doing this stuff. Yeah. So I like that. And, um, I also felt like he did a decent job of playing vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like there were times when he seemed like he was like worn out a little bit. Um, so I know I, I liked, I, he, I liked the hero. I, I was, I rooted for him. You know, I wanted him to, to win.
2: Yeah. I thought he was fine. Um, it's about as good as this hero can be. He's sad and because he killed the he accidentally killed Chick and Yeah, I guess. Um what was the point of him taking off his shirt when he was under the ice? Aside from sexiness? I at the time was like, is he just showing off? Like why is he stripping naked? Is there a reason? Do you know?
0: Well, I mean I assume it's because the clothes would make you heavier.
2: Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I fi- I figured it was just Stallone, like got to rip my shirt. Oh yeah.
0: Well, you know, if you're going to go into ice cold water and you're Sylvester Stallone and those nips got ro- get rock hard, it's just he must
2: have been he must have been trying to cut through the ice with the nips. That's exactly.
0: Then exactly. <laughs> you can't you can't deny people seeing those rock hard nips. If they're going to get rock hard, they need to be seen.
2: I guess I forgot where we are
0: now. Oh, um, oh. So we're on to a villain appeal, and I cannot wait. So <laughs> wait. This, this is probably going to be one of our biggest gaps, because no. I have a four.
2: Well, you have a four. Um, Well, I mean, go on and tell us about how much you like Leon's performance yeah. and the soccer man. Well, no, was. those
0: are supporting characters. That's supporting Oh, you're characters. right. You're, you're right. right.
2: You're villain right. is all
0: Eric Quaylen, And let Ooh. me tell you. So... I. <laughs> I remember in thinking that he was a kind of an, an intense villain, right. When, like I saw it years ago and, um, you know, he was cartoonish when I saw him this time, but I still felt like he was a psychopath, you know? And I still was like, God, I'm, somebody needs to kill this guy, you know, especially when he kills his girlfriend. Like, yeah, that's, oh man, that was like brutal. I felt like
2: it was unexpected. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that.
0: Um, So, I mean, he's not the best villain ever, right? But uh, I think I probably would have gone three, three and a half without the killing of his girlfriend. I think that really, like, puts it up higher for me. But anyway, I just just love some domestic violence, you know? Evidently.
2: (laughs) You're like, I gave OJ a five and a half out of five. I can't wait for us
0: to actually post this podcast so that everybody can hear me say that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Taken out of context. I love yeah. the violence. Yeah, exactly. So should I, sh- sh- I'm, I'm conflicted here because on, if I, if, if you hate the character, it should be a higher score, right?
0: I mean, that's the idea, but, but it, it's more, it's more, it's not about like the hatred should be that you want the character to, like you are actively rooting against the character mm-hmm. because you hate the character. Not gotcha. Gotcha. you hate the acting of the character. <laughs> okay, so on so, um, you know on John Lithgow hatred, I have a five.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I
2: now I now wish him ill in life. I I, I hope that really that hated happened. that
0: performance. My goodness, <laughs> um, I think he was nominated for a Razzie for that. So you weren't the <laughs> only one.
2: I'm about to nominate him for a Razzie right now. <laughs> um, as far as hating myself now for having watched this movie. Also, <laughs> Oh my gosh.
0: Um, Was it really that bad? Come on. Was it wasn't that bad. Jeez. On villain, villain
2: appeal hatred, I have a one. I did not give it a zero. I gave it a one.
0: Well, well least you got something.
2: Because I did I did hate the character. So <laughs> Um I you know how I did want him to die toward the end. I, I wanted to die toward the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to move on to supporting characters now, because I can't talk about Eric okay.
0: All right, well, it's your turn and to go first. first to go life. ahead. Supporting
2: characters, I, I gave a two and a half.
0: <laughs> okay. I,
2: I thought that they were generally not very good. Um, I thought that Michael Rooker and Janine Turner were fine. I thought Frank was not. He was stupid. I I thought that... um. Like you were saying, those those MTV guys, they were they were okay, but pretty stupid. I thought that Travers was stupid. I thought that Leon was stupid. I thought that so- Soccer Man was stupid. Um, the girlfriend was fine. I guess that's it. I'm done.
0: <laughs> so I gave it a three point five. Okay. So okay. I mean, so I thought Leon was bad, um, <laughs> but you know. I thought, you know, I thought Jess Tu So I, I thought that the the Jess Tucker and Frank, the, yeah. the hero supporting characters, were sympathetic characters. You know, they were I, I, I rooted for them, and I felt that the villain supporting characters were pretty hateable. Yeah, you know, so uh, Leon was not good, but I thought. I know you didn't agree with me with Travers or or Well, he though he's not a supporting character, but. I thought Travers did pretty well as like a I also I kinda liked when he like loses his shit. You know?
2: Yeah, that was a good part.
0: I thought as that was pretty as, good. As far as he goes. So so I you know, I don't think that they're obviously the, you know, none nobody's, nobody's gonna win any nobody's gonna be winning an Academy Award with with the acting here, but I I you know, I felt like they did a good enough job for me to uh not Actively root against the people that I was supposed to root for, or root for the people I was rooting supposed to root against.
2: I mean, you're basically right. The rabbit was pretty good. I liked, I liked the rabbit. I'm glad they didn't kill off my favorite character. (laughs) Your favorite Um,
0: character, okay.
2: Simon Crane, he was good. Can't
0: give him enough credit. So that leads us to the final showdown, right? And this is my turn to go first. so did you gave it three and a half? You I did. I gave it, it a three and a half. Okay. So I here's here's I actually started off after I watched it giving it a two point seven five. Okay. Then you jumped up quite right a bit. Yeah, and here's why. Because I hated the line at the end. Which one? Keep your hands and legs inside <laughs> the I <laughs> I hated that so much.
2: You're like, okay, I will accept. I'm just hanging out. I will accept whatever. The, I can't even remember the other ones. Yeah,
0: the other ones where he's like burning the money and all that. Yeah, the one the the just draw the line. It's, keep your hands inside the vehicle. That, it was just so bad. It was so. Mm-hmm. It was like too long. It was just. It was just it was not good, and it completely took me out of it. And and mm-hmm. like and on top of that the, like the kick to get him back into the helicopter. I'm like, yeah. So like what, what pissed me off the most about it was like the way they did it made it look like he had this all planned out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he knew (laughs) that that kick was going to somehow flop him back into the helicopter and not off of it and down the cliff. Yep. You know, which (laughs) would have been more natural. Um, (laughs) he knew that it was going to do that and that he was going to get off of it in time for it to fall and then explode like it had 30 billion barrels of oil um, and C4 devices. I
2: don't feel like it would have exploded quite that much, but I'm not an expert in helicopter, you know, ordnance.
0: Yeah. I can't can't speak to that directly. So this is is what I did. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, I'm probably giving too much to that line.
2: Or not enough. I don't know.
0: So what I did is I, I rewatched the final showdown yesterday. Because you hate yourself. With it muted. <laughs> so just the action. Just so the just action. the action, and I was like, you know what? The action's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Like if you don't know that that he planned to get him back in the helicopter, <laughs> it's not as terrible. Yes, um, that is that is actually a good
2: idea on your part and I'm not being stupid that actually I, and i'm not gonna I'm not even gonna joke that it would improve a lot of the movie i it's just that you're right it's some of the sound effects were a bit weird, and that line was horrible
0: so it was so bad, it was so bad, and it was and actually, so, like I was because I was like pretty into it right I'm like, what the f- when <laughs> that happened I'm like why what there's well, like so much them. wrong with that. And he could have still had that line. Yeah. Like, it would have been okay to have that line if, like, if like he kicks him into the thing, into the, into the helicopter, helicopter falls, it blows up, and then he looks down and he's like, then he says that line. You know? Because then it's like, you know, he's saying it to a dead guy. It's kind of funny. Right? Whereas he says it to him before he kicks him. Um, like... So you knew in that moment that you were going to kick him back into the helicopter and that the helicopter was going to fall and explode.
2: He absolutely knew he he's prophetic. I don't, I'm sorry. To I put just,
0: that God, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, uh, it took me no, out of that moment there. so much. Anyway, no, you're right. what so was you, your, what did, you, what did you end up giving it? I, I gave not, him a three, I and and half. three and a half because, okay. the, because the action actually was really, good. when I muted it, it was because everything was good up until that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to die. I loved the, the scene of throwing the money into the helicopter blades and how much it pissed Quaylen mm-hmm. off. Like there was a lot of good to that scene. And okay. I felt like maybe I'm, I'm putting too much weight on just that line. Um, um, so that's why I muted it and watched it again. I was like, okay, this, this line is pretty hanger. good. <laughs> line hanger. Okay. So what did you get? Helicopter
2: hanger. Um, I ga- <laughs> I gave it a two. I did okay. not care for the final showdown. I thought the final showdown was not very good. Um, I actually didn't like the throwing the 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 money. That was fun. Um, like yeah, I thought that was nice. just like, enraging Quaylen, whatever his name is. He was all you know. I I kind of like that. It was. It went on for a long time. We talked about this last week with aliens, where it was yeah, like too long. Like, is is this over yet? It, that oh my god, like him taking Janine Turner uh, hostage was annoying. It, I don't know what did it take forever or was it, I just done with the movie at that point for him to like get her out of the helicopter and then to get back over to where Stallone was. It just felt like it was taking so long. And then like they're hanging off the cliff for some, well, cause it's cliffhanger, I guess is why they're hanging off the cliff. <laughs> but, and like, for some reason, John Lithgow, like he like bursts out of the helicopter towards Stallone. Like, I guess I guess it's you always have to be ready for when the guy you want to kill is outside of a helicopter that's hanging off the cliff and you have your chance to jump out at him. I I I, I gave it a two and I felt that was generous. So I'm I'm actually I was ready for the movie to be over. I'm kinda ready. I'm kinda ready for this to be over now.
0: <laughs> well, aliens, which was our first um ranking. At a total of eighty-seven point five, mm. and Cliffhanger came in a distant second at sixty-two point seven five. So the one well, thing that we can say about Cliffhanger is, at this point, it is the best action movie by Sylvester Stallone,
2: the the best non-aliens action movie we have ranked.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so far it's the second best action movie of all time.
2: I'm in. Sounds about right. <laughs> All right. Just wait until they they make the sequel cliffhangers.
0: No, the damn. Remember?
2: (laughs) Right. Actually, I have an article open here um, from November. I don't know
0: where Jason Momoa might appear in the cliffhanger reboot. Yeah, I saw that. It was like 2018 or 2019 or something like that. Is that right? Oh, I I can't find a, a date. I'm thrilled to know that they are apparently not
2: going forward with that just now. Doesn't doesn't feel necessary. They may as well just make cliffhangers the dam, Damn hanger. They should call it dam hanger. I don't want I don't want it to be gold cliffhanger too. <laughs> I want I want damn hanger.
0: So I think it would be like a Gabe Walker story.
2: Mm-hmm. The dam,
0: a Gabe Walker story. All right, everybody. So that is the ranking of Cliffhanger. And, um, you know, clearly, Zach really liked it. Uh, Fantastic
2: performances, especially from John Lithgow. Yep. John Lithgow
0: got top acting honors from Zach. Um, yes. <laughs> so, well, thank you uh, to whomever is listening, to our, to our <laughs> listener. <laughs> and uh, check us out next week. We're going to be ranking Central Intelligence which is the 2016 movie with The Rock Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Well, goodbye. And Arivadarchi. I did